Hello, and welcome to this week's... Whoa, what was that? <laughs> that, was, that was me drumming on, the, on my desk. Wow. Uh, where was I? Yes, welcome to this week's edition of Slade the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. And James is also a uh, drummer on uh, at night. He uh, goes I'm to gay bars and plays drums. Not that there's anything on, wrong with that. On... on uh, men's asses. Oh, on their ass cheeks. Can I? You think like I, the bongos? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think I could maybe go go with sometime? Uh, sure. Okay. Do you, okay. You come up, come up to Chicago from Indiana. I'll take you uh, out to Boys Town. Oh, Chi Town! Here I come. What? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, this week we will be snorkeling into season three, episode thirteen, the Zeppo. That's a problem because I don't know how to swim. You don't know how to swim? I don't know how to swim. So if you fell in, like, let's just say seven feet of water, you're dead. <laughs> I mean, I might be able to figure out, like, how to how to tread water long enough to get myself wow. back to shore. I don't think but... I've ever known anyone my age that doesn't know how to swim. That's really weird. Huh. You were abused as a child. <laughs> no, I was not. Okay, um, well, you know, I guess everybody has their weirdness. Um, uh, let's, you know, uh, <laughs> what's funny though, I I love being by and on and in the water, even though I don't know how to swim. So you're not scared of the water? Oh God, no, no. So if but if you got dumped in seven feet, you wouldn't panic, and you don't think? No. Okay, I would. No, well, if you wouldn't would, panic, then you would be surprised how easy it would be to learn to swim. Probably. Because I, like, learned I, to, went, uh, I learned to swim at, like, seven or eight, and I was scared um, to fucking death of water. And so that, that made it a little difficult. But when, uh, when I was in Michigan last summer for those few months, I went, uh, I went kayaking for the first time. Well, you had a, and you had, a, you had a, 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 a safety thingy on. What do you call that? Life jacket? Uh, <laughs> I, I had one on at first, but it was kind of restricting my, my rowing movements. You're so stroking? My stroking, so I took it off. Wow. Now, that was kind of dumb, actually, because <laughs> had that kayak tipped and your ass can't swim, you would have been fucked. You know, it is what it is. I think my I think my uh, not being afraid of the water is partially related to the fact that uh, if I die, I die. Eh. And, and the fact that you're immortal. <laughs> right. I am immortal. So really, all that will happen is I'll sink to the bottom. And, and then, I'll just walk and then just across laugh. the bottom. Be like, ha, ha, ha. Right. In little exactly. bubbles. Because you little have inside bubbles. you blood of kings. I Right. Okay. All right. Just checking. We, we are the princes of the universe. Well, you fucking ain't right. We are. All right. So anyway, um, James. Oh, just, uh, oh go ahead. People, people ask me all the time because I would love to go on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Right. People all the time are like, well, you don't know how to swim. What if the ship goes down? Like, the ship fucking goes down. Everybody's dying. Right. I don't care it, if it you know how to fucking know swim how to, like Michael Phelps. Like, 
Right. Like I saw Titanic. If yeah. the ship goes down, everyone's going with it. Yeah. No matter if you can swim or not. And right? I don't care if you're even on a fucking life raft, you're probably going to die. Right. Everybody will be like, eat, eating each other's feet and drinking pee. and Right. Like you know. being, being on a cruise liner, like it has no impact. Like whether I can swim or not. Yeah. Being on a cruise liner. It makes no difference. Yeah, see, be, uh, taking cruise is something that has never interested me in the slightest. I just, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so no one cares. Uh, so, uh, James, tell yes, us. Uh, now, did your NDA get get lifted from last week regarding uh, C2E2? We are a week removed from the event. So, yes, the NDA is now null and void. Okay, yes. good. So, well, I mean, tell us tell us all about the Buffy reunion panel that I know you went to. I would love to tell you about the Buffy reunion panel that featured David Boreanaz in what I am to understand is a rare con appearance. Yes. Um, I don't think he does those a lot. Um, Charisma Carpenter, the beautiful and ever youthful Charisma Carpenter, uh, everyone's favorite vampire bad boy, James Marsters, mm-hmm. um, and everyone's least favorite Buffy boyfriend, Mark Blucas. Um, Does that guy even work anymore? I don't know. Uh, I would love, I would love to tell you about that panel. It was the one panel I was the most excited to see. Uh, of the three days. Um, unfortunately, we arrived at the panel about 45 minutes before it was scheduled to start. And the C2E2 employees were already informing people past a certain point in line that the panel was full. Boo. We, we would not be getting in. To the panel. Wow, James, you had one job for C2, <laughs> one job you had for C2E2, and you epically failed. Um, I feel like I feel like 45 minutes prior to the panel starting um, is plenty of time. Um, Apparently it, not. <laughs> it's usually more than enough time in the past. Um, but I guess I overestimated how many people um, 30 years removed from this show would want to be in the same room as uh, as those individuals. Well, you know why um, there were so many. Because Mark Blucas was there. No. <laughs> because David Boreanaz was there. No. Because Charisma Carpenter was there. No, because of this fucking show, we <laughs> we have single-handedly brought back the massive amount of Buffy fans, and not to mention bringing in new ones. We have. We have single-handedly. Listen, there's other Buffy podcasts out there. Yeah, okay? but they're fucking hot like, garbage. We we can't we can't deny that. Okay, they're out there. Um. Are they are they sponsored? Unlike we are, yeah, yeah, they are. They're paid do to they, pretend like that they love. Do they you know. do they have big corporate money thrown behind them for advertising? And are the hosts getting paid to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, 
can so can we trust that they actually have a love and a fondness for Buffy? No. No. I don't think we can. We are not sponsored. We are not making <laughs> and we will fucking, never be. <laughs> we will never be sponsored. We are not making a fucking dime off of this shit show, okay? <laughs> we barely have enough listeners to make this worth our while, but, if we're being honest. If we lose one more, it's time to wrap it up and call it a fucking career. We are doing this 110% strictly out of our love That's tr- of that hearing is true. ourselves talk. No. <laughs> that is completely true. I mean, what? Out of out of our love of uh, the Buffyverse. No, that so, is true. That that's that is true. That's the whole reason I I do oh, yeah. it. You know, oh, I just yeah. love this yeah, show this so is, much. And this and, is, and this let is, us let us just say when we when we started this podcast, okay. As far as what I could find, there were only one. There was only one, maybe two, other. Um, podcasts that were devoted strictly to Buffy, the Buffyverse. Um, but they did not have the format that we have. And quite frankly, they were lackluster, let's be honest. And I saw, I saw a need in the, in the market. And um, now, my point of saying that is that since we've started, there have been, there are some copycats, like literally format-stealing copycats. Um, and I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed or afraid to say it. Fuck them and fuck their corporate money. And, um, yeah. So, um. Well, all I have to say is that hopefully this doesn't age like a human. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> okay. That that was that was a direct call out to one of those. Uh, oh, because I've, I've never. Because I've never. <laughs> I've never actually never listened, listened to, to any of them. I'm strictly taking uh, hearsay that I've gotten, um, uh, you know, age like a human. What the fuck is yeah. this? Is that supposed to be like, but um, like, is that supposed to be a funny thing or? It's uh, from what I take away. It's it aged poorly. It did. Well, why it, not just it, say, well, that aged poorly. Because age. Like a human is- uh, okay. Listen, I'm I'm this is all a joke. I'm not actually shitting on these people. Yes, I am. <laughs> no. Yes, I am. I am. No. no, I really am. Don't no, don't do No, that. I'm not. I'm just saying um I, my point was gonna, to bring it up I'm, because I'm not going to I'm not going to name the po- if you listen to this podcast, you probably listen to other Buffy podcasts. I'm not going to name the podcast that I'm referring to, but I will say that uh despite what we just said, I do I do listen to that other podcast um, and of the other Buffy podcasts. It's the only one that I have continued to listen to because I'll be perfectly honest. I do find it enjoyable. Is it different than what we're doing here? It is. Um, it is ours more fun. Yeah, probably. Um, Duh. But, 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 uh, but theirs is good. It, it is a decent podcast. My whole point in bringing it up though all bullshit aside, because I'm I'm just bullshitting. I don't I don't even know these people, let alone dislike right. them. But right. um, my whole point was I just wanted to say one thing: we were first. That's all. Go ahead. <laughs> we were, and we aren't corporate shills. No, we're not being, no. We're now, not being would paid. I be a corporate shill? In, in a, a heartbeat. heartbeat. 
yes. in a fucking in a fucking in a, in a New York minute, baby. If anybody wants to start throwing money at us for higher production values and shit, mm-hmm. now I'll even st- you, you're not going to get any say in the show. You're not going to you're not going to tone me down to PG. You're not going to. Oh, that shit's not going to happen. But if you want us to I'll, read thirty three ads per fucking half hour, fuck right. it, I'll do it. Um, I'll I'll stop swearing. I won't. <laughs> I won't even attempt it because it is such a part of my everyday language and has been <laughs> since I was probably 10 years old that I couldn't if I tried. I, I really couldn't. Right. Like it would it would yeah. never I, there would be so many bleeps. It would be ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um I have the mouth of a sailor. Right. And more yeah, ways so, than one. <laughs> Sorry, what? So back to the original topic. I did miss the panel. Um, it is probably because we have single-handedly revitalized uh, Buffy in the pop culture lexicon. Yes. Um, I mean, it had practically died before we came. Absolutely. On. No one even, the, the, people would be like, wait, Buffy what? Buffy, Buffy the Buffy. What? And then I'm we not, came along and it was like, what? Oh, Buffy. Right. They were like Sarah, Sarah. Sarah who, Michael Sarah, Govan. Sarah Govanator? Michael Governor. What? Who? I don't, I don't know who yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you'd be like, well, David Boreanaz was on the show. And they'd be like, oh, the guy from Bones. Yeah. I'd be like, no, the guy from Oz. I'd be like, no. <laughs> he was the one that got raped a lot in prison. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of someone else. I think you're thinking of Christopher Maloney. <laughs> no, he did the raping in that show. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I did. I missed the Buffy panel. I'm still salty about it. Very, very upset. More so in myself. I guess I should have known um, to get there much earlier. Um, so, so yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, overall, uh, another good weekend at C2E2. I did get to see um, Zachary Levi had a panel. Uh, that is was it really Levi good. or Levi? Levi. So um, is he part of the Levi fortune? I don't think so. Oh based on how he was talking about his childhood i do not believe so mm. um uh tinak herta uh i saw him he did a really good Bless panel you. um he uh for anyone that doesn't know he played uh namor in uh black panther wakanda forever which i still um, haven't seen um uh, I was present at the Boy Meets World 30th uh, <laughs> anniversary reunion panel. Uh, and everyone is, was there except for the boy who met the world. Right. Everyone was there except Ben Savage because uh, he's busy running for Congress. Now, didn't um, his brother get canceled? Uh, Fred Savage? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, apparently, was... there was some shit that went down on the Wonder Years reboot. Yeah, that's what I had uh, heard, too, but I wasn't that, sure if I was misremembering. That uh, he was a part of uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, he was like um, a producer or something. And yeah, so uh, some shit apparently went down with him uh, surrounding that. And can we be honest? That show was so bad. I tried. Um, I tried to give it a chance. It was terrible. With the original or the reboot? no? God no! The original's up there with Citizen Kane. Are you kidding me? But the fucking oh, reboot I... was hot trash. Okay, so two things. One, I never saw, I never watched the reboot. Um, I'm logging out. Seen, I'm logging out of this Skype session right now. <laughs> what? I've never seen the reboot. I've watched minimal episodes of the original, um, 
And I think Citizen Kane is overrated. It is. It is. I just use so, that because everybody, you know, says that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, is Citizen Kane a good movie? Yes. Oh, 100%. yeah. It's a phenomenal movie. But I, is it? Is it? People the best say it's the greatest movie made? ever. I'm like, I don't right. know about that. Right. Does it deserve to be number one consistently on like the hundred greatest movies ever made list? No, no, because so. it's obviously not a new hope. So. Right. Because I it exists in a world with Highlander. So I'm not sure. And Empire Strikes Back. And Give me a uh, fucking break. as we all know from Talladega Nights, a Highlander is the greatest movie ever made. Ever made. Yep. So, and they even did a fucking episode on the Goldbergs all about the all about Highlander, right? With Clancy so, Brown in it, yes. So, so duh, duh. Obviously, Highlander. Um, so look for uh, look for Highlander revisited premiering in twenty twenty four. Probably be you know it'd probably be like twenty twenty five because we still have five um, seasons of uh, Angel to go. Right, and four more seasons of this show. Right, so. which they'll be going together, they'll be going simultaneously. but still, we're probably looking at 2025. Uh, and if you think I'm uh, joking, clear your calendar, because I'm not. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny that we both brought that up, because I have been actively thinking about what our next endeavor will be. Oh, I know. I don't, I don't need to think about it. I already know what our next endeavor is. <laughs> so... <laughs> Get checked up from the doctor to make sure your health is good and clear your calendar because in 2025, Highlander Revisited will be coming to a, a podcast near you. Uh, well, we'll have to discuss it because I had another idea I wanted to toss at you. Oh. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Well, we can talk about it. But okay. anyway. Um, Maybe we can so both we, just, just, we'll just podcast 24-7 and we'll do like two or three shows <laughs> at once. I'll just quit my job. Yeah, there you go. Fuck it. Just come and um, move in with me. Uh, you can move. You can live here. It's all good. You know. Sweet. Um. So. So yeah, the Boy Meets World uh, panel was really good. Um. The Smallville panel. There was a Smallville panel. Um. That was good. I will say this though. I want everyone to know. Tom Welling is a, a habitual con canceller. Yep. He was. He was supposed to be at C two E two last year and canceled the entire weekend. He was at C two E two this year was supposed to be part of the panel left after his final photo op and autograph session ended flaked out on the panel. So as far as I'm concerned, once you've done something twice, it's habitual. It's a pattern. I'm putting it, I'm putting it on the record. Now Tom Welling is a habitual con canceler. Yep. So he got that payday. See, he wanted that so autograph and photo op money. But when it came time for the panel, he's like, man, fuck this. I'm going to go get some hookers and blow. Um, but the, the rest of the panel attendees that were there, um, it was, uh, Kristen Kruick, Erica Durrance, Michael Rosenbaum, and John Glover. Um, any Smallville fans listening will, will recognize those names. That's Lana Lois, uh, Lex and Lionel. Um, and, and they put on a good panel Rosenbaum. I don't know if anyone listening listens to either inside of you or talkville, his podcast. He's hilarious. John Glover's hilarious. He's a dirty, dirty old man. <laughs> so he'd be um, right up my alley. Uh, Erica Durrance and uh, Kristen Kruick were, were fun to listen to up there on the panel as well. Uh, so that was a really good panel overall. Uh, good time uh, at the con. So look forward to it every year. Um, uh, I will be um, 
the the next time we record, Jeremy, mm-hmm. um, I will be uh, it'll be on the eve of me moving into uh, my own place, oh. uh, my new place. Oh. Uh, so I will I will have a guest bedroom. So mm-hmm. uh, you'll be more than welcome to uh, my previous offer to come stay with me for uh, for C2E2 weekend. Now, how far uh, so will that, you be living from the town of Shy? Uh, I'm still I, I'm still out in the suburbs, about 45 minutes. About 45 minutes from Shy. Yeah. Um, Come we, sail away. <laughs> we uh, we take the we take the train uh, in there. Uh, is, so. is it as bad as the New York subways? No. Okay. No. Um, we actually we we found uh, a new con path this this time as far as getting from uh, downtown Union Station to McCormick Place. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call those uh, taxis. No, actually, it's not taxi. <laughs> it's a it's another it's another. So here in Chicago. I don't know about other places, but sidetrack a little bit um, on the weekends. Uh, Metro offers a Metro being the Chicago land area train line. Metro offers a Saturday and Sunday pass. It's ten dollars, and it's good for any Metro line. Unlimited rides on any for the metro whole weekend. Line, for the whole weekend. Wow. So what we discovered is that about a ten to fifteen minute walk from Chicago Union Station is um, is uh, a another is it's a station on LaSalle Street, I believe. And that station will takes you directly from there to McCormick Place um, for for ten ten dollars. And it know. just like it just dumps you right outside McCormick Place. It dumps you in like in the basement of McCormick Place. Damn. Yeah. So, You're like, fuck. Why didn't I know this before? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like we honestly, we were spending spending like close to fifty dollars, you know, on Ubers you know, from to get to and from McCormick place and union station. And then finally my buddy that I go with every year, like started looking into it more and found and, you know, discovered this. So it's like, we just, we just cut travel costs by, you know, significantly, like, right. Significantly. Cause you know, buy a $10 pass on Saturday and you know, you're, you're good you know, for your train rides for the weekend. And it's literally, you know, depend, you know, barring significant injury or terribly inclement weather, a 10 to 15 minute walk from one place to the next isn't that bad, you know? Yeah. um, Unless you're being chased by vampires. Right. I mean, but honestly, I would probably just let them take me. Yeah. Cause Um, at this age, I'm not running for 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, that uh, was my C2E2 experience. Um, you know, overall uh, a good weekend. Uh, always look forward to it. Looking forward to it next year. Um, it'll be uh, next year. It'll be at the end of April, so the weather should be. Uh, I mean, the weather was good for it uh, this year, uh, for it being the end of March. But uh, should be really good weather next year um, at the end of April. Uh, I do plan next year on debuting my first cosplay, which for the time being, I will keep a secret. You're not even going to tell um, me like off, off, off the show. I will tell you off the show. Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. Um, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Will it be bearded? 
uh, it won't be bearded. Oh, so you're going to shave for it. Uh, no, I'll be wearing a helmet. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. So. Okay. I'm interested. To, oh, I bet I know what it is. What do you think? R2-D2. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you're going to stuff it. yourself down into that little <laughs> trash can uh, robot, and you're going to town. Yeah. And you're uh, not going to no. have, like, sound effects. You'll, you're actually going to have a little microphone inside there going... Beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 beep. It's just going to be me crunched up inside a tiny trash can yeah. with a, with a, a remote control mm-hmm. to, to drive yourself around. Mm-hmm. around and a microphone. I'll mm-hmm. be like this, and I'll be... Beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm no. going as fat C-3PO. Oh. <laughs> yes. C-3... C-3P fatso. C-fatso? Speaking we'll work on Star the names. Wars, speaking of Star Wars, real quick, and we can talk about it more after uh, we record. General thoughts on the announcements out of Star Wars Celebration in London today. You're talking about as far as being more Ray and uh, that nonsense? Yes. Vomit. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk about it after the after no, I we just, record then. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just... Um, I don't understand how Kathleen Kennedy, for anybody that doesn't know, she's the uh, head of Lucasfilm, basically the czar of Star Wars. I don't know how she hasn't been publicly executed yet. Like, she has no talent. She is a horrible human being, and she knows nothing about Star Wars. And she's almost, if it, if it weren't for Dave Filoni and John Favreau, she would have nearly single-handedly destroyed the Star Wars universe, and that's all I have to say about that. Uh, did you see the Ahsoka trailer? I did, yes, I did. Oh, and I saw the trailer for uh, the new um, Indiana Jones. Um, and Ahsoka we got, looks pretty fucking good. Yeah, oh yeah. And we got clarification on the Willow situation. Um, a lot of people were shitty that they canceled Willow after one season. Well, they didn't cancel Willow. Oh, they didn't? No. I they, hadn't heard that. Yes, they released... What they did is they released the, the, the main stars, basically released them from their contracts because the contracts they had um, basically stopped them from doing anything outside of the show. Oh. And the show is going to, it's going to go on a, a little bit longer than normal hiatus because they're going to rework a few things. But it is not canceled. It will be back for season two. But they didn't want to have the stars locked into contracts that were going to stop them from you know, putting food on the Doing table until until they oh. call them back in. So, okay. yeah, Willow well, was not well, kudo, Kudos to Disney and Lucasfilm for... Yes. for well, Lucasfilm uh, has always been known as a great, um, you know, organization to work for. I yeah. don't know how it is with now that now that Disney's the overlord, but... Right, but, I mean, kudo, kudos to them for uh, thinking about their principal talent yeah. and, uh, and, and whatnot. Um, okay. So I think I think that wraps up uh, the non-Buffy talk for right now. Okay, uh, we can definitely get more into it uh, um, once we uh, once we finish the episode off recording. Um, I do want to talk briefly about um, last week's episode, um, Helpless. Um, we got a comment on our on our Facebook post about. It. I think you might have seen it. Um, from uh darlene who i believe you're familiar with i i'm familiar with as well yeah um 
I know uh, her slightly. <laughs> you know her. You know her better than I do. Let's, <laughs> we'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so she had some comments about the episode. First of all, she said she can't buy the adrenal suppressant explanation because Buffy's adrenals were working perfectly during her escape from Kralik prior to Giles showing up in his car and all her other fight and flight scenes. And uh, I she believe, is has several nursing degrees, so she would know. Right. I believe this was something you also took issue with mm-hmm. in the episode. Um, all I'm going to say is I, I, I don't believe it was... I believe the adrenal suppressant angle was... Uh, what's the best way to put it? Stupid? No, I oh. think it it suppressed it it suppressed her levels to a normal human level. Well, I think is, I brought it, this up it, on the show. Go, oh, I'm is sorry, go all ahead. it did. Um, so her her uh, her fight and flight instincts in dealing with Kralik and other situations would have still been there as uh, they were to just been suppressed to a normal human level. Um, not, not our normal human level because we're, we're overweight middle-aged men. So we're but extraordinary. <laughs> sure. Um, but definitely to the level of a 18 year old, uh, teenage girl cheerleader. Um, so, um, Okay, that's, can... that, that's my take on the adrenal suppressant situation. Go ahead. I think I brought this up during the recording, but I could be wrong. My memory. Um, I would. I don't know why they just didn't use a mythical explanation, a spell, whatever. Right. Um. Something. Right. It's something. Maybe even that the that the Watcher Council did. <clears throat> A spell from their end, you know, they brought... It would have been so much simpler. I, I don't know. And it would have... And that you could buy because of the universe that we're in. Right. But, you know... Uh, I, so, while I don't have as much issue with the adrenal suppressant explanation as as other people, um, I do agree that a much better explanation would have been something of a mystical nature. Yeah. Especially with this universe we're dealing in. Right. But also, uh, I th- I kind of think if you were to do it that way, then you run more of a risk of the whole, well, why don't other people use this spell on Buffy? But we've also got the question of why don't bad guys use this combination of chemicals on Buffy. I think I to, brought that up too. I was like, to then why don't, powers, yeah. Right. Why? Oh, it's just a adrenal suppressant, which I don't even think there's such a thing. Maybe there is, right. I don't know, but it's like, well, why don't they just, yeah, get some of that and fucking right. shoot her with a trank gun and then kick her ass, you know? Right. I, I do think in the episode, if I remember correctly, Giles mentioned it was a combination of different, um, different yeah. things yeah. worked into the concoction. But, um, but my other way, problem, with, though, with both with both explanations, you run into the whole, well, well, why? Why don't the bad guys just do the same thing and, and whoop Buffy's ass? So. Right. And that's my other problem with even doing a mystical thing. It's like, no, we can't have it to me. 
we can't have anything in this universe that can take her powers away because then everybody and their brother would just do that all the right. time. So it should be something that's just not even touchable, you know. Right. But far be it from me to disagree with he who shall not be named. Um, she also found uh, um, Joyce's decision not to run, take two steps uh, back into her door. <laughs> I brought that um, up too. Right, when she found Kralik, uh under Buffy's coat on on her porch. She was literally um, less than a foot and a half from her. She just went whoop, yeah. right back in the yeah. door and been like, um, not today, say in. Yeah, so Darlene also found that a uh, face palm inducing uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't disagree. I agreed with you, I believe, uh, when we were talking about it on the episode. It, it's definitely, uh, it is definitely something off about that yeah um um like did nobody think about that like wait a minute right you know um she said she also took kralik's comment about his mom and the scissors as an implication that she castrated him thank you Um, thank you um, because you didn't you didn't get that vibe if i recall uh i i missed that comment altogether oh that's right and you said that must have yeah. been when i was making mac and cheese and <laughs> i was like wait no 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 that oh. was a couple episodes ago oh okay, um, okay. This, this this one i just i just oh that's that. right this is the scene that y- y- you like went and i was like wait a minute you're missing like a whole a whole chunk back here and you're like i am and yeah right yeah uh no you're thinking oh. of a few episodes back when oh um, they killed the demon, and I was, and I didn't realize oh, yeah. they had killed the demon. <laughs> yeah. Like I missed an entire. You scene. missed the, the most, the culminating scene. You missed, right? Yeah, because you're like, wait, so where's the bad guy? <laughs> right, um, and that's because I had gone to make macaroni and cheese. Yeah, and I was like, as an forgetting as an elder millennial that we now have the ability to pause and or rewind our shows. Wait, what year? We, we what did. year were you born in? Uh, Eighty one. Ooh, you are a millennial. Yeah, I'm. Ooh. I am an elder millennial. One year earlier, you would have been with me in Gen X, but yeah, you're with all the nerds. And <laughs> yeah. um, here, here's something I would like you to explain to me uh, and the listeners again. You, you explained it uh, in the previous episode, but I'd, I'd like maybe a more in-depth explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she comments Kralik doing a james could you could you uh explain that for us again if if your memory serves my memory does not serve because i do not know what that means did i say that in that episode like he did a james i did yeah yeah well can you can you jog my memory and then maybe i can Uh, take over i think i if i remember correctly it was when um buffy was uh Bernie had the, I believe she has a cross and she's, she's got it on him Mm -hmm. and he's telling her, he's like, Oh no, lower, lower, lower. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. 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 When he's, when he's, um, when he's loving the, uh, when it hurts so good situation. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That. Okay. Yeah. I recall now. I I think I do remember saying that now. Yeah. Cause she, he's like lower, lower. And he's like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And that was the first thing I thought of was you when you're like, Oh daddy. You know, so yeah, that would be Daddy. doing a James. Yep, I can't believe I forgot that. Well, it has been a while since we've been together and recorded. So yeah, yeah it has been because 
full disclosure, this this is our actual official first episode back from hiatus. Yeah, this is our first episode back recording. We had already recorded our first episode back. Back from hiatus. Yeah. So prior but, to hiatus. But this is our first time together in what, about a month? Um, pretty, three, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, pretty close, but three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, she She asked the same thing we did. Water with the pills, and we don't. We oh, don't that drove me crazy! That. Right, we don't. We do not have an answer. That drove that. me Who bonkers, knows? man. It had to be like I think I said in the episode. It had to be some type of uh, psycho. Um, what do you call it? Psych- psychotic medicine, you so, know? Right, right. That's the only thing I could figure. Uh, um, she also expresses her frustration with the with some of the scenes being too dark. I um, get that a lot, man, and I'm like. I'm just glad it wasn't just me because I'm like, wait a minute. I have a very high end. Now, granted, I watch these on my PC, um, but I have a very high end 4K gaming monitor. And I'm like, what? I I was like, it's got to be me. It's got to be. I'm doing something fucking wrong with this. But (laughs) so apparently not. Apparently, you know, just too damn dark. Some, I think it's some of those scenes. I think it's the way they were filmed. Yeah, the and the way they've filmed. been transferred since then from from uh, film to digital and right a million times. Yeah. Um, she says that she also loved that Buffy uh, is determined to go in and save her mom even without her powers. Oh hell um, yeah! That's, some, um, that's something we alluded we talked about in the episode too. Um, and, uh, as as a fan of this genre and like heroes in general, we talked about this. Uh, I I always enjoy seeing our hero still being the hero, even um, sans you know powers. If they yeah. have if they have powers, yeah, or you know, they 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 still choose to try and be be the hero. Yeah, or going in. I love it also when there's when when your hero is like. It's going to be like certain death, and they're just like, right. "Well, fuck it, this it is, is what I got to do." You know, um, something else I enjoy, and I don't know what, how you would categorize this, but, and I know we have some differing opinions about the final two episodes of Highlander the series to be and not to be, um, but Duncan, Duncan still choosing to be the hero even in this alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it. I, I enjoy the hell out of that too. Yeah. I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Wow. Um, because he remains the character that we've followed for six years. Right. Right. You know? Like he, he, he knows, he, he knows what he's experiencing isn't real. Yeah. You know, but it's still, it's still ingrained in him who he is. Yeah, and he's like, I that, can't let this be. Even in this right. fucked up, weird alternate reality, right? I can't right. stand for this. So, um, Darlene, I, I don't know, and I don't think Jeremy knows how that bottle of holy water managed to stay <laughs> in Buffy's pocket during all her running and fighting and and all. Because that. that's the bottle that I thought. Remember, I thought she dropped it into the bibs. Oh yeah, of, and I was like, "How in the fuck does that not fall down the pant leg and out?" You know, and right. and you were like, "Because right. that was a dark scene for me, at least." And right. you were like, "No, no, no, it was she actually put it in her pocket." But still, how the fuck did that thing not like come out? And she, right. I think she got thrown to the ground several times. I'm like, "How did that not like break?" Right. You know, I don't know. Um, 
we don't we don't have an answer for you, darling. Yeah. TV magic. TV magic. TV it's magic. kind of like the Zeist pocket. <laughs> yes. You know. Um. Don't ever call it that again. Um, <laughs> she, but that's what the she, producers called it. Uh. Well, they're dead now, so who cares? No, 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 not them. I mean, like uh, Abramowitz and uh. Oh. I, sh- I guess I should have said the writer uh, Let Leto and all that, but. Um. She asks, was that a reference to the song Brick House, James? I don't know if you remember it. In the episode, um, there's a scene where uh, one of the bad guys, I think it is, opens a door. and it Or no, Buffy opens one of the doors in the and abandoned that weird sanitarium. House, yeah. And it's all bricked up. Mm-hmm. And so when we, were, when we were revisiting the episode, she opened the door. And I said, Buffy opens a door and it's all bricked up because Buffy's because Buffy's hot. Um, And you didn't respond, uh, I think, because I wasn't responding to any any of the. Yeah, you didn't respond to anything I was saying. So, yeah. yeah, Um, So she asks, was that a reference to the song Brick House? Uh, It was not. Um, I will tell you what it's a reference to. It's embarrassing, but I will tell you what it's a reference to. Um, And. Jeremy looks confused, so maybe this isn't a term he's heard frequently. Um, but when uh, a member of the male gender is aroused by the attractiveness of a member of the female gender, it is sometimes said that they are bricked up. Wow. <laughs> Never heard it. So <laughs> that that's... Uh, uh, we that just called it chubbed up. I never yeah, heard bricked well, up, but... Uh... Um, so you're saying that she, in fact, is not a brick house? She, no. Oh, okay. Um, she's like a Lincoln Log house, but a very sturdy one. Oh, I was going to say, because Lincoln Logs are pretty easy to knock over, my friend. <laughs> she's um, a Lincoln Log house. Doesn't have the same ring to it. No. Um, and she says, now on to the only part of the episode that truly mattered uh, and I think we both agree with this. That scene, Buffy discovering oh, yeah. Giles's betrayal. Oh, yeah. No exaggeration. I felt that deeply, probably due to personal life experience. Uh, I full on cried. Hats off to SMG. Um, yes, 100%. We talked about it in the episode. That is the only scene that matters in the entire episode. Um, if that scene hadn't been in the episode, this episode would not have been a five. Oh no, 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 no. It we would have been like a three that. and a half. Right. We talked about that. Um, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of episodes like that. There's a lot of shows like that, that have, um, uh, episodes that are otherwise not great episodes, but there's one, maybe two scenes in the, in the episode that 100% redeem that episode. Yeah, and push it push it higher than what it probably should have been. Um, exactly. Um, and she gave it five castrated Kralix. Right on, um, yeah. yeah. Well, she agrees with us then, because we, so we both gave did. it fives, right? Um, yeah, we both gave it fives, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I appreciate that you added your own uh, weird uh, object. Uh, like uh, we always do, yeah. Like we always do, yeah. so... I I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, please, Darlene, other listeners, uh, keep those reviews coming into us either on Facebook or YouTube. Um, but uh, I enjoy it. I know Jeremy enjoys it. 
um, and we'll discuss it like we just did now. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, I apologize. It took us uh, so long into the episode to get into it. We got sidetracked by C2E2 discussion, um, but there we are. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. this. Oh, we still have yeah. a show to do. How about if we move on to this week's episode? Okay. Uh, I will, will give you some dates and deets. I, I will receive them lovingly. Okay. Uh, as previously mentioned, we are revisiting Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, Episode 13, our 47th episode of the series overall, The Zeppo. Um, uh, we're going to, I'm going to do a rare title explanation here too. the title. Of course, uh, Jeremy, I'm sure you know, this, um, refers to, uh, Herbert Zeppo Marx. Uh, he was the youngest, uh, of the five Marx brothers for anybody who doesn't know the Marx brothers were a, uh, comedy troupe, um, and something tells me a vast majority of our of our listening audience has no idea who the Marx Brothers were. Right. Um, they were a comedy troupe uh, active from the 1920s through the 40s. Um, that's when they were at their height. Groucho, uh, who was kind of the de facto leader, um, went on to do stuff separate from the Marx Brothers for numerous years after that. Um, um, but um, anyway... Uh, Zeppo, uh, was the, the brother. He was always kind of in the background, but always kind of seemed to be getting in the way of, um, uh, Groucho, Chico and Harpo, who were the, the three uh, other brothers. Um, so that's where the title comes from. Um, our episode director this week is James Whitmore Jr. And our credited writer is Dan Weber. Uh, our original air date. Oops, I'm sorry. Uh, our original air date was January 26th, 1999, on the now defunct WB network. Uh, it uh, pulled in a Nielsen rating of 4.1 million households when it first aired, ranking 95th out of the 123 uh, network primetime shows for the week and third out of the 16 shows on the WB for that week. Our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, David Morianas as Angel, Seth Green as Oz, and Anthony Stewarthead as Giles. Our guest stars this week include the long-awaited return of my favorite, Eliza Dushku as Faith, Savio Guerrero as Willie the Snitch, uh, Shannon Rowe as uh, Jack O'Toole. Shannon, Cannon, Shannon, I'm not sure. Uh, Michael Cudlitz, people might recognize that name. Oh, yeah. Um, I recognized as, him as soon as I saw him. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, have a um, bat in his head. <laughs> um, as Bob, um, he's also playing Lex Luthor on this mm-hmm. season of uh, Superman and Lois. I yeah. know you don't watch those shows. No, but I I, I did know that. Um. A bald bearded Lex Luthor. Um kind of like what's uh, his face in the first Iron Man. Yeah. Um Darren Hames as Parker, Scott Torrance as Dickie, and Whitney Dillon as Lizette. Our episode synopsis this week reads uh, it doesn't read anything because I lost it. There we go. 
Xander mixes with a wild crowd, raising the dead and consorting with fast women, while Buffy and the crew battle an all-female apocalyptic cult. Okay, ours is ours is pretty close. Mine reads, Xander experiences an adventure of his own, <clears throat> excuse me, when he encounters a group of reanimated corpses out to construct a bomb. Meanwhile, Buffy and her friends battle the forces of evil when the Hellmouth reopens. They're, pretty, pretty they're both pretty, yeah, they're both pretty, uh, pretty on point. All right, let's dive into the cold open where we are in a cave and there's a thick fog kind of obscuring the camera view. And we see a, uh, a blue skinned demon uh, searching through the, through the fog and the cave. And um, we see that there's uh, two of the same kind of demon dead on the cave floor um and then we see that faith is standing in a little alcove watching and um then we see buffy watching from a ledge and uh giles is kind of off in a corner and then we see willow slowly step around a corner from the cave entrance uh carrying a large candle and she's reciting some sort of spell or incantation and um uh she uh blows out the candle and a gust of wind comes through the cave cave and um sucks the mist out and uh making the demon visible um uh and everyone else and um buffy jumps off the ledge and tackles it and Giles comes out of his corner and grabs the demon by one of its arms and uh, Buffy gets up to her feet and grabs it by the other arm and they drag it and slam it against the wall and it grabs Giles and tosses him off into a into a adjacent wall and Giles falls to the ground and Buffy yells now and Faith comes out of her little hiding spot holding a huge ass sword this sword was easily as big as eliza dushku yeah um with both hands and uh plunges it into the demon um the demon screams and uh falls down dead um uh sorry i lost my spot uh, um here we go so giles is basically like you know i i knew there was something here but i thought it was vampires uh you know i don't really have a whole lot of resources now that i've been fired from the watchers council um and then they all start to question where xander is and he appears from underneath a bunch of of garbage and rubble um and because they, he uh, is trash and uh you know the the group basically decides amongst themselves that xander bas- needs to kind of you know stand stand back and you know uh be out of the way of of fights going forward so he doesn't you know get himself killed um 
and that's the end of our cold open. It is. And when we come back from what would have been a break, it's the next day and they're at school and um, Xander's out in the quad trying to be cool and fit in with normal people. Um, and there's a couple of guys passing a football and he tries to get them to throw him the ball and they just fucking ignore him and he keeps bugging them. So they finally throw him one. Of course he doesn't catch it and it goes over and knocks a guy's lunch out of his hands. And that guy is supposed to be like this, I guess, scary dude. His name is Jack O'Toole, but he gets up and, uh, gets all up on Xander's grill and, you know, he's going to kill him. They're going to. Uh, him and his buddies are going to beat his ass into another shape or something like that. I'm like, what? This guy is not scary at all. At all. But anyway, he punks Xander out. And, of course, Cordelia has witnessed this. So she uh, takes her opportunity to basically um, tell her, like, just, just break his balls relentlessly. I... I almost didn't like Cordelia. In this well, scene. she's very old school Cordelia. She, I I want to say it was even above and beyond old school Cordelia. Well, it was. But let's be honest, and, he has it I coming. Mean, considering what's happened, like on a certain level, I can I can understand. But it was I was kind of like, Cordy, come on, like oh, like yeah, we're being a little bit extra here. Oh, I but. didn't mind at all because I hate Xander, so I was like, well, I yeah! don't like Xander either. But I was like, hey, while he's down, kick him in the balls. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she basically just ooh, she owns him and uh, walks away, and uh, uh, he uh, we we cut over to Giles and Buffy. Uh, well. Everybody else except for Xander, basically. And um, the the big evil is this sisterhood of demons. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's a group of demons known as the sisterhood of, was it Ja or Jay? Jay. Jay, yeah. I, I, I wanted to bring this up in the cold open, mm-hmm. but I'll bring it up here because it hasn't changed, and it remains pretty much this way throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. What is going on? with Sarah Michelle Geller's hair. Right? Every scene, there's something crazy. And I was like, okay, maybe I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe she's experimenting. I, but, like, every scene, it was something, like, a little weirder. She, so in most scenes, it looks like her or someone in hair and makeup went crazy with a crimper. I was going to say, it was a crimper, which I remember my sister having in the fucking 80s. And right. I thought, wait a minute. Was crimping a thing again in the nineties? I don't remember that, but you know, who knows? And then there's and then there's one scene where it looks like someone was like, Okay, this isn't working, and then they tried to straighten it. Straighten but it, it yeah. Didn't, it didn't quite work out. No, it's kinda like big. It's kinda like <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it didn't work. I was like and we don't normally comment about things like this on the show. So for me to point it out, like, yeah, it was, it was startling to be like, really like, Whoa, what's going on? Yeah. It was, it was startling and a little bit like, well, (laughs) and then I was just like, okay. And then I, but I would notice with each scene, if there was a wardrobe change, her hair was different. And I was like, (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> I guess maybe they got maybe they got a new hairstylist, and she was like, "Let's pizzazz you up today, sister." <laughs> and they did. Say, I I don't know. Hell, I don't know. They they broke out the '80s hair crimper. Yeah, let's break out the crimper. I brought the crimper, and I also brought the ironing board to iron your hair, because <laughs> we're going old school, baby. Okay. Anyway, so Giles is informing the gang of what's going on. That this end of the world deal is like no fucking joke. It's a group of demons that are all female, known as a Sisterhood of J or J, and they are planning like the literal apocalypse to reopen the Hellmouth. Um, which, if that were to happen, as we know, all the demons in the Hell Dimension would pour into Earth. And um, are you having an earthquake? Oh no, sorry. Oh, no, it's my is my restless leg syndrome oh, bouncing. Yeah, I have causing that. my. I have my that too, so I can relate, brother. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So this is like, this is serious shit. Um, they don't want to just do. You know, we're gonna we're gonna come to do this. We're gonna come to do. No, they want to end the motherfucking world, to reopen the. So you know, they're trying to stress that this is like no joke. Right. Um. Then we cut to the lunchroom, and it's just uh, Xander and Oz, and Oz is clearly, he, Oz is a, the character of Oz is a really good guy, but you can almost tell that he's just annoyed with Xander, like, he's just like, will you please go away? Why are you <laughs> sitting here with me? Like, can you just let me be alone? Because Xander's, you know, he's going on and on about how he's the part that they're excluding him. And now he feels like the, you know, the black sheep of the group and blah, blah, blah. And what can he do? Well, he needs to have, he decides I've got to have a thing. There's got, I've got to have my thing to make me special in, in the group because, you know, Cordelia had said, cool. Yeah. Because Cordelia, <laughs> Cordelia had said that when she was breaking his balls, she's like, well, everybody else in that group has, you know, like a, a superpower, basically has right. some type of there's, power. A, right. There's a the werewolf, a slayer, a slayer, witch, a witch, etc. And right. she's like, and you're just this fucking nerd, and you always you're get, the you're you're the Zeppo. That's when she says she you're says. the Zeppo, and he's like, what? And she's like, look it up, and you know. So right. Anyway, so he's decided that he has to have a thing that will make him cool and indispensable to the group. And Oz is just like, okay. And then the next thing we know, he's pulling up outside where... Hold on. Go ahead. So there's a goof in this scene. I don't know if you caught it. I did not. When uh, when the scene first opens in the cafeteria, it's it's a close-up of the food being slopped onto plates. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when it pans up over the counter, for a brief second you see a scene of Xander, Buffy, and Willow sitting together. So it was taken from, it was lifted from another episode. It was lifted, it was yeah. actually lifted from, I only have eyes for you. Uh, I thought that food, you know what? I thought the food looked familiar. What I thought, okay. The reason I thought they were showing the food is because I was like, wait a minute, are they trying to established that this fucking school serves like the exact same shit ever. Cause it's always sauerkraut, hot dogs and spaghetti. And I'm like, okay, which is a weird combination, but whatever. I'm like, okay, they're trying to establish like the lunch menu here really sucks. Um, but I didn't know that they just straight lifted that out of a different episode. That's funny. 
Yeah. That's funny. Well, hey, you know, it saves saves a shot and right. probably a few bucks, those, you know. Save those dollars. Yeah. So, next thing you know, uh, Buffy and um, uh, well, Buffy, Buffy and and uh, Willow are, are outside. It's like the end of the day of school. End of the- one more thing. Yeah. You you missed in, in the library scene. Mm-hmm. So you you inverted the scenes. I did. So it's the cafeteria scene mm-hmm. with Xander and Oz, mm-hmm. and then the library scene. Uh, I do that because- a lot in my notes. I don't know why. Because at the end of the library scene, Oz shows up to lock himself in the cage. That's right. That's right. Because he and 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 Giles says cutting it a little close, and Oz is like, "Well, you know, it's me." And right. yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I am trying to be briefer on the descriptions, um, but yeah, I did invert those fucking scenes. My bad. <laughs> uh, so then, well, Buff- and I, I only, I only mention it honestly because the fact that it's werewolf time for Oz kind of plays into in, play yeah, comes into play two in other this episode. times in the episode. So right. Otherwise, I would have just. Oh, and go. I was going to ask you. Uh huh. I think I know the answer to this, though. Now that I'm thinking of it, is this the first time we see the new werewolf make, or was it? It was uh, that uh, we already. It was. It was. Uh, previously okay that's what i thought but yeah oh i just i hate this makeup so much <laughs> anyway yeah um yeah it was um it was the it was a previous episode was the was the debut of the new werewolf makeup okay so because we talked about it in that episode yeah it was such a letdown oh buffy and willow are outside it's the end of school and they're talking about the whole possible end of the fucking world here and like this could be our last you know hurrah here what you know blah 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 so it's it's a pretty down conversation and then xander pulls up that's right i said pulls up in a car not just any car a 1957 chevy bel air convertible blue yeah convertible and it is nice let's just say that like i'm sure the production must have paid a pretty penny to rent this thing I I wondered and I couldn't find anything about it. Um I wondered if it was do you remember the 1991 NBC Sunday Night Movie of the Week Night Rider 2000? Oh yeah, of course. Do you remember Michael's car in that movie? You mean the, the new one he, You mean the new kit? No, 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 no. The oh. one that Michael was working on fixing up now that he was retired. Was it a 57 Chevy Bel Air? It was aqua a 57 blue? aqua blue Chevy Bel Air. Okay. I don't think it was a convertible, though. Ah. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, something tells me they, 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 you know, dropped a few hundred bucks and rented this off a local, you know, somebody local. They probably just said, production probably said, hey, go out, find us a cool... A uh, classic right. car that we can just rent for the day for you know a few hundred bucks, and you know, I would have been like, "Fuck you, who's who's <laughs> covering the insurance on this?" You know, you know what this car is <laughs> worth? It's worth more than your show. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, Xander, uh, he pulls up and he's all like, "Hey, you guys need to ride," and they're like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm cool car guy now. See, because the car and <laughs> Willow's like." <laughs> 
Willow's like, how the? F- how? She just looks at him like she goes, "How can you afford this?" And he, what was the uncle's name? Uncle uh, Rory. Rory. Yeah, Uncle Rory's had a few too many DUIs, so uh, he's letting Zen- Xander rent it. Letting Zen- Xander rent it. Like, I want to know if you have a nephew who's in high school who's a known fuck up. Okay, you're an alcoholic, but you have a fucking sweet. Like all original 1957 Chevy Bel Air drop top. And you can't drive for a while because your license is suspended due to said DUIs. Are you letting your fuck up idiot uh, nephew drive it around town? Well, I have to say, if I've racked up multiple DUIs, I'm probably not the best decision maker to begin with. So I'd say there's. A, a reasonable chance True. that you might do that. And he probably does need the money for fines and, and court I would, costs. <laughs> I was going to say, I was just going to say, as someone who has racked up one DUI ooh. in his lifetime, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they are not cheap. Yeah. So if Uncle Rory's got multiple DUIs, he's probably looking for a way to make some easy money. And I'm thinking, now, wait a minute. If he's got multiple DUIs, he has to be, he has to be like a felony fucking, what do they call that? A habitual traffic offender. Like (laughs) he can't even have a license anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So we're talking 90 in the nineties and in California, 99 here in California. So I don't know. I don't know what the DUI laws were like, you know, back then. You know, especially in California. Yeah. So I uh, know, I know here, um, third time you're done. Like, yeah, you're like done for life. Yeah. You're, you are not getting your driver's license back yeah. period. So, so now Xander's cool car guy. They're both just like, yeah, no, thanks. Sorry. And he's like, what? And they're like, cause there's some serious shit happening. He's like, well, what is it? And they're, they're basically done They basically don't tell him because they don't, it's not that they don't want him involved because they don't like him anymore, but he's almost gets killed every time. So they're just like, well, you know, it's no big deal. And they're going to be doing, they're going to be getting together that night in the library to do some serious research. Go ahead. <laughs> Buffy straight up asks Sander if this is a penis metaphor. Yeah, I know. And I was like, What? <laughs> Why would she go straight to that? I'm like, no, no. Um, so when it comes time for the get-together in the library that evening for research time, Xander's at the donut shop. He's been tasked with getting the donuts, um, which apparently is often his job because he runs into Cordelia there, and she's immediately like, so they, uh, they sent you on the dangerous mission of collecting the donuts again, huh? And so he's shitty, and she so she's breaking his balls again and just owning him. And he he's heading out to, to the car to get in his car and get out of there. And um, by the way, I noticed he ordered, which comes back into play, he ordered four jelly donuts. Which yeah. I was like, that's right, because jelly donuts are the best donuts. Thank you. I was just going to say, yeah, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't you just order a dozen jelly donuts? I mean, come yeah. on. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Listen, it's... It's the hierarchy is jelly. Okay. Boston cream. Okay. Okay. And then the uh, 
cake donuts with the pink frosting and the sprinkles. Nah, you lost me. You Sorry. lost me. You had the top Sorry. two. Number three for me is probably what here we I don't probably everybody calls it something different. We call it the um uh the apple cinnamon fried. Kind of looks like a uh, it's a fritter. It's an yeah, apple there fritter. you go. That's yeah, apple fritter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's for me. That's number three. I don't like anything with that weird icing, like that pink icing stuff. I don't like that stuff. Just tastes. Ugh, it's it, you know what? I wasn't thinking. I I wasn't thinking fritters. So I'm gonna amend. I'm gonna add apple fritter. Fucking a the top three. Hell and then yeah. My fourth is still gonna be the the cake donut with the pink frosting and the- yeah well my roomie loves those type and i whenever if i ever buy like the, the thing of uh crispy cream and it's got one of those in the mixture i'm like that's all you sister because uh <laughs> i do not like that anyway i'm also i do i do enjoy uh a long john a long now filled or unfilled uh unfilled unfilled okay yeah uh, there's a very well-known bakery here, and it's very close to me, called Long's Donuts. People from uh-huh. actually around the country know about it. It's like one of the things we're known for. Uh, they make a Long John that's got it's it's white f- filling, but it tastes like angel tear. I mean, it it it, it, it <laughs> I don't know how to explain. It's so delicious. It's the most unique right. white filling i have like don't even think like um um twinkie white filling not even nothing like that this stuff is it's like if heaven was a food it's this stuff and oh man if you ever come here to visit me dude we are going to longs and you're going to try one of those all right and you will probably propose to me Wow! Yeah, yeah, you're going full. You're going full homosexual just for that donut. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Good thing it's a long john then. (laughs) 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 Okay, so um, where'd I leave off? Yeah, so he gets, he starts to get in his car to leave the donut place to get away from Cordelia's ball breaking, and this girl walks up, very attractive. Um. And she's asking him about the car, and she knows she knows the motor. The she knows everything about this car. Which one of the things she said I thought was off. I'm not a car expert, but I do know cars. She mentioned the the cubic inch of the motor. I think she said a. Th- oh man, now I can't remember. I should have wrote it down, but I think she said a 305. And I was like, I don't think they put 305s in in the Chevy <laughs> 57. But anyway. Neither here nor there. Um, and she's like, well, you know, he's like, well, do you want to go for a ride? And she's like, does a bear shit in the woods? And he's like, whoa. So they hop in and skedaddle. And uh, Cordelia is kind of like, well, am I supposed to be jealous? You know? And anyway, uh, he, uh, where did I, <laughs> now I've lost my spot. Uh I'll pick it up for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Uh, I found my spot, but go ahead. We end up at the bronze, and uh, Lisette, that's her name, is babbling about cars and her ex-boyfriends who owned them. And Xander is clearly (laughs) getting increasingly bored and annoyed. 
and he sees Angel walk in, and he's... Do you hear that? Again? I do hear that. What the... Why does that always what? happen when we when Angel shows up? I don't I don't get it. I have no Dude, idea. It's really creepy. It is really weird. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that'll come into play at any point down the line. I doubt it. Nah, probably nah, not. Nah, probably not. It's just a fluke thing. Just a so that weird. Com- continues to fluke <laughs> every <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> it it just flukes all the time. Yep. Um. And Xander is uncharacteristically thrilled to see Angel um, and uh, invites him to sit down and, and talk. And um, But Angel says he's just looking for Buffy. You know, there's something bad coming. I, wait, I was waiting for Angel to be like, I don't even like you. Why are you talking <laughs> yeah. to me? You're such a yeah. dick to me all the time. You know? Um he says he's looking for Buffy. There's something bad coming. He's he's seen the portents. Um, and uh, I wanted Xander to be like, "Hey, can I see the portents too?" You know, something like that. And, and uh, Xander. And then Angel pulls out his balls. He's right. like, "There's the portents. Like, There's the portents. <laughs> you want to see him a little up close?" Bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Xander, Xander says, "You know." is at the library last time I, I saw her. Which, and, why, uh, can you just, I'm sorry, I, I, I hate, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but. No, it's fine. What, what, okay, you're Angel, okay, you're looking for Buffy. It's evening time. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say, why wouldn't the library have been the first place you went? But I guess I'm wrong, because it is evening, so she could be. It is likely she could have been at the bronze. That's true. Okay, right. I'm wrong. Right. Um, and it's not the first time Angel's gone to the bronze specifically looking for her. That is true. Either, so. He always. Wait a minute. You're right. He, he always, always goes, goes to the bronze, to the like bronze. day, yeah. night, uh, Easter Sunday. He's like <laughs> knocking on the. Why are you close? Is Buffy in there? <laughs> like he. Th- I think he thinks she lives there. <laughs> um. So Xander. Uh, you know, asks if he can, you know, take him there, or wants him to come with or something like that. And Angel is pretty much tells Xander what everyone else has been telling him the whole episode. He's no, like, no, dude, you're a loser. You, stay away. <laughs> it's better if you stay out of harm's way. Um, and I don't know about you, but it was at this point in in watching the episode, I was like, I was like, are did the writers like somehow hear Jeremy and I's conversation through time, through time about how at what point are these people going to realize that Xander is a hindrance and he really shouldn't be around? Yeah, like, I mean, aside from the fact that he's a creepy fucking creepazoid, he is just a total fucking liability at all times. But right. sometimes he does. It is good to have a meat shield. I mean, <laughs> right. it is. You know, you here, throw him out there. And... Um, so Angel leaves, and Lisette says she wants to go for another drive. So her and Xander leave Which, the bronze. And... Why wouldn't you just ditch? Because she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but at that point, you can tell he's like, I don't care how hot she is. I just want to kill myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Um, so they leave the bronze and hop in his car and Xander goes to pull away and he rear ends a parked car. Who is it? Who is it, Jeremy? Who is it? Is it? Who does he rear end? Is it Jack O'Lantern? It is. It's Jack yeah. O'Lantern. Oh, too. Mr. Bat, which, I mean, no offense Mr. against Bat. the guy himself, the actor or anything, but at no time in this entire episode that he's supposed to be this really super badass, you know, psycho, I'll do anything kind of guy, is he ever scary? To me, at least. He's never scary or... This is 100% the dude that we all know people like this, whether personally or, you know, we see them peripherally or whatever, school or whatever. This is 100% the dude that the first time you stand up for yourself and get back in his face, he he's going to back down. Yeah, he's he's what you call a tryhard. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh trying, he's to, trying to be... 100. Yeah. Yeah, is one hundred percent that guy. Yeah, he is that guy. And he, but I mean, even all that aside, just physically. Oh yeah. Physically, he's just not. He's like five seven ish. You know, again, nothing against the guy, but I'm saying if if you want to have like a scary, um, bully type. Oh fuck! Like they should have went with, uh, our buddy from Michael. The Walking Dead. <laughs> Michael Cudlitz. Yeah, like he should have played that role. He's much more intimidating person, you know, and yeah. I don't know. I just I was not intimidated by this. And he had of course and he had the necklace with like the claw and like the 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 the, the crystal ball thing. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you're instantly uh, you're a Spencer Mall nerd who's who's, <laughs> you know." And um, what is what does he pull out, James? His penis. He does pull his penis out, and Xander immediately drops to his knees, and he's just like, "Okay," and he just holds his mouth open and waits because because <laughs> <laughs> because come to find out, Xander is act. The reason he never scored with Cordelia is because he's actually a closeted homosexual. Um. It's funny you mention that because we don't find out there's we don't get confirmation that he hasn't scored with Cordelia yet until, until this later episode. In this, yeah. Until later in this episode. But I always assumed I, it because Cordelia always came across to me like I'm not putting out, you know. Did you which really good for her. assume yeah. see and I could have sworn I remembered us talking about this in episodes when they were dating. I one hundred percent thought those two had fun. I never did. I don't think we have discussed really? this before. Really? But no, I never felt that way because I always felt like Cordelia. I mean, remember she's she's the rich girl, you know, the rich parents and everything, and right. she's clearly the hottest thing going, and she knows it. She doesn't know why she likes Xander so much. I, I don't know. She just does not, at any time, strike me as the type of character who is having, you know, teenage sex. She just, she doesn't, I mean, she'll make out. I mean, because they do that all the time. But, like, yeah, I never felt like Cordelia was the type that, that would, that would um, ever, ever have teenage, like, I just don't. I don't think, I don't, I never got that feeling. Um, she saved herself, okay? Um, no, mm, mm. 
Uh, I'm she has see a if pro- I can... she has a promise ring for Jesus. No, I'm gonna see if I can find it again. When I was looking up stuff about this episode, I did see there was a um they referenced that Xander is the penultimate core member of the group to lose his virginity. Next is Willow. Willow, right, and they, right. And they had they had the listing of when like and Cordelia's on the list as having lost her virginity already. Well, maybe went, she did, but it wasn't to fucking Xander. Well, no. Because um, it went Cordelia, Buffy, Xander, Willow. Oh, so... Huh. So she... They're, they're saying she... But see, this has got to be fan fiction shit, because this has never been in the show. You uh, see what I'm saying? I'll, like, try, I'll, I'll try and find it again while while you're... Unless maybe up. there's some episode where there's an obscure reference where she says, well, you know, when I lost my virginity at whatever, right. 15 to Billy Bob <clears throat> Joe Frank. Um, so maybe uh, it was that guy she used to date like through the all of the first season. Remember, I think he was uh, a, a football player and he was uh, super I douchey. Remember. I don't remember. Oh. Um, but you mentioned the knife that Jack pulls out and yeah. you actually skipped ahead because there, before we see him pull out the knife, I know there's a, there's a scene with Buffy and Willow in the library and, and, um, and Mr. Giles, Mr. Giles and Oz is very much acting up in his cage. Oh yeah. That and, is, it is important that we, yeah. And, uh, Willow, Willow says she thinks he's cranky and, um, Giles comes in and, says that he's going to go try and get some info from the spirit guides because the watchers won't return his phone calls. Right. Which, why would they? They right. fucking fired you, dude. Right. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he notices that all the jelly donuts are gone, and he's upset about it. Because he, he has a good excuse, a good reason, though. He's like... I'm the jelly donut guy. I'm the one that always has Xander get jelly donuts. Right. And then fucking Willow's like, Buffy ate three. She I was like, narks damn. She narks Buffy out in a heartbeat. She's like, Buffy ate three of them. Yeah, but I was like, damn, Buffy. You fuck, are, are you pregnant? And shit. Um, Tiny little girl, and she ate three fucking jelly donuts. Well, normally, you see her just sitting there with food, and she's like, just like picking it. She's got know? that Slayer metabolism, man. It's true. She has she's to like eat, Spider-Man. She has she's to eat like, like an she has to eat like an entire pig in a day. She, she's like the Flash. She's got to eat so many calories a day to keep up that metabolism. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was hysterical. Like, yeah, I, and I was like, just another reason why I like Giles so much. I would be the I same myself, way if I right. walked out in that box of donuts. There could be a hundred other donuts, and I'd be like, is there, there is is there no jelly? No, we ate them all. I'd be like, well, fuck. I'm, fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah. Whenever I go into the office, because I work from home, whenever I go into the office, I usually coordinate it with um, the attorney I work with, um, and she'll she'll stop and get donuts, and she'll always be like, I got jelly for you. <laughs> like Only, she, tell me it's more than one, though. She she does. She always gets multiple jelly donuts. Hell yeah! She knows they're my favorite. Hell's yeah. Um, so then we cut back to the bronze, and that's when Jack pulls out his knife. 
And uh, a giant buoy. What's his knife's name, Jeremy? He gave it a name. Katie, I believe. Katie. And I'm like, Katie. really? And Sanders <laughs> like, oh, you gave it a girl's name. How very serial killer of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he's threatening Xander with it and, you know, all this bullshit. And uh, a cop comes up and asks what they're doing. And um, Jack says, oh, they're just wrestling. wrestling he and, says wrestling. I'm like, where right. did this southern accent come from right. all of a sudden and then the cop asks xander and xander backs jack up says you know he was just just two two guys letting off some steam wrestling and then he says he says not in a gay way yeah yeah i was i i groaned i was like oh my well it God. was the 90s you know <laughs> see what he oh. should have said for that scene to be funny like for the laughs, he should have been like, "Listen, we're we were making out, we're 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 lovers, <laughs> right. you know." And then grabbed Jack and shoved his tongue right down his. Throat. Yeah, and had him by the fucking cock and balls with one hand. Yeah, you know. 100%. Um. So of course the cop leaves, and of course this has now endeared Xander to Jack. Yeah, and, pretty uh, easy to get his uh get him liking you. Right. And uh, he's like, you didn't narc on me. That's pretty cool. I, you want to hang out, man? And I'd have been like, right. no, no. I, like, I don't want to. No, no, you're a fucking psychopath. You just had a right. knife to my jugular. How about go fuck yourself, Jack O'Lantern? Right. Um, so he asked Xander and, and Lisette if they're up for some fun. And Xander's like, what And Xander's like him? a three-way? I mean, okay. <laughs> and Xander's like, well, what'd you have in mind? And Jack uh, is like, you know, he wants him to be his wheel man. And uh, um, he says, we'll take Xander's car. And Xander's like, well, what about your car? <laughs> and Jack's like, that's not my car. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's not mine. And then I'm like, uh, okay. Um, They're really trying hard to make this guy, like, a badass. Right. So, uh. They leave, and we – so just condensing, like, several scenes into one quick one here, mm -hmm. we find out that being Jack's wheelman and being up for some fun or whatever he says uh, entails Jack raising his three friends from the dead. Which he's able to do very easily. Like, in he says, like, a two-line incantation – Cuts his hand with his knife, kind of sprinkles the blood over the the earth, and pop, they're back up. And they're all, and apparently this they do this all the time because they're like, "How long was I out this time?" And he's like, "Oh, you know." No, 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 no. He didn't say how long was I out this time. He asked how long he was down for. Oh, okay. But it seems like if they know, I don't know. I, I I'm reading into it, so never mind. You are. <laughs> yeah. I do that. I tend to do that. But anyway, he raises them, his three buddies up. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, well, the big the get, yep. big guy had a gunshot wound in his head. That's how he got killed. Uh, yeah. One guy had gotten thrown off a bridge into the river by another yeah. gang because apparently they're gang members. Right. Even though none of them look remotely like the one guy is like clearly a, like a varsity football, football player, player, but he's also right. a gang member. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, and their whole and their whole overall scheme is what, James? Um, well, oh, we're okay. not there I, yet. I thought you were going to. We're not okay. there yet. Okay. No. Well, they want to bake a cake. They keep talking about that. Right. Because um, the next scene is Giles. They Xander runs into Giles at the Restfield Cemetery, mm-hmm. um, and Giles is trying to uh, speak to the spirit guides, but they refuse to talk to Giles. Um, and z- that's when Xander uh, sees Giles there and um, asks him if they need any help, and Giles tells him, you know, it's best if you stay out of trouble um and then we cut to willie's bar and why don't you pick it up here jeremy well willie the wimp let's call him willie the wimp because he always gets beat up (laughs) willie the wimp has been fucked up like he is bleeding from every orifice in his body and some that didn't exist prior um buffy has gotten there and because she wanted to ask him some questions about this whole the sisterhood and the, you know what he had heard because as we know he is the the supernatural um the bartender of the supernatural basically and he knows he's got his ear and his nose into everything so right but when she gets there the whole bar is trashed he has been fucking just he he's had the he's had the brakes beat off of him um and so she's like, hey, you know, the ambulance is on the way. But in the meantime, can you answer a few questions? And so she kind of questions him about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, they're they're coming after you and Angel. And he's like, you know, if you want some advice, you should find Angel, find a quiet place, and decide how you want to spend your last night on Earth. And Buffy just, she's like, fuck you. And she just reaches over and just fucking snaps his neck. And so Willie the Wimp is, no. <laughs> Uh, but she's like, okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, we cut back to the library and at this point, Oz as, as the werewolf is just going fucking ape shit inside. Mm, 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 mm. There's the whole scene with Xander driving Jack and his friends around before that. Well, then I've got them switched again because that was my next, (laughs) that was my next scene. Um, I'll just do it my way. Who cares? Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, because it's very quick. They they need to move Oz. He's going crazy in the in the what do you what do you call that? The like the the it's a book cage. Okay, the, the book. Lock up. He's locked up there, and he's they're afraid. He's so agitated. They're afraid he's going to break out of there. So they decide they need to move him. So they're going to trank him. Basically, that's not why. That's not why they move him. It's not. Well, they I know okay. they want to keep him safe because he's close yeah. to. The Hellmouth opening is right, right there in the middle of the library. They want to keep him safe. Um, blah, blah, blah. So they're going to trank him. So basically, Giles is going to open <laughs> open the door, which I don't understand. Wait a minute. Why didn't Willow open the door? Or why didn't they fucking trank him while he was in the cage? Hello? The gun, <laughs> the, there's big, the, the yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm like, wait a minute. G- why is Giles letting this 17-year-old girl operate the trank gun and and while he hides behind the fuck i'm like what but anyway that's what they do and she ends up having to shoot him twice to take him to to put him down um because he's so agitated i guess and um then she's like petting him and she's like oh i hope you're not mad at me tomorrow and i'm like 
<laughs> okay. Um, then Xander and all these idiots are riding around town and talking nonsense. This is when they kind of give their stories of what each of them had uh, happened to each of them and blah, blah, blah. And um, they, uh, um, they all give ideas of, of what they should do, you know, that night. They're like... And then Jack O'Lantern is like, well, I heard a lot of ideas, and my, my best one is let's bake a cake. The best one I heard was let's bake a cake. And Xander's like, okay. And so they head off to uh, get some supplies to bake a cake. And uh, what are those supplies, James? What, what are they buying? Where, well, uh, I should say, where do they go? I was going to say, we don't know what they've bought yet, but they go to a hardware store. Oh, and they're not buying anything, FYI. Right. They break into a hardware store. Yeah. So I don't think they're getting stuff to make a cake. No, I didn't think so either. Um, apparently, and we don't we don't know this yet, so I won't, I won't give it away yet, but they come out with a whole bunch of stuff, and um, uh, Willow, or I'm sorry, Xander spots Willow coming out of the magic shop. And uh, so he goes up to talk to her while the guys are in there robbing. Which I was like, as soon as they got out of the car and threw that can through the window, why didn't you fucking put that bitch in gear and be like, fuck (laughs) this, I ain't part of this. I'm not doing crime. Yeah, but he's so scared, he just sits there. Until Willow comes up, then he gets out of the car to go talk to her. And basically, she gives him doesn't give him any info either about what's going on because they don't want him involved. And and she's like, um, she's like, anyway, I got to get back because Buffy really needs this stuff. And he's like, okay. And then she hugs him and says she loves him. And he's like, she wants me. And no, um, so um, they come out with their stuff, which we still don't know what it is, but they put it all in the back of the car, and uh, Jack O'Lantern discovers that Xander wants to leave because he wants to go figure out what his friends are doing and help them and be a part of that. And and they're like, um, Bob is like, well, he, he doesn't feel like he's part of the group because we haven't initiated him. See, this is why I say that I think this has all happened to all of them before because this is part of an initiate because they say this is the initiation to be part of the group is that you have to be killed. This is why I thought, okay, well, then they've all been through this before. So, yeah, uh, Jack O'Lantern pulls out his knife, and he says, you got to die. And Xander's basically... But see, but so I don't think so because... Um, so, well, since we're talking about this scene, I'll just talk about it. Um, Xander's all like... Like, you know, well, Jack's not dead and Jack lifts up his shirt mm-hmm. and we see that he's got bullet holes mm-hmm. and he says, and he says a drive by three weeks ago, mm-hmm. my grandpappy raised me right away. And then in the scene where he raises Bob, he tells Bob, I told you my grandpappy had the, had powerful magic or spells or something. Mm. So they're very let's just say they're very they leave it very fucking murky as to whether this has been done like you know if they should have just been like well yeah this is what we do we've been doing it for years or 
hey, I found this and spell, and I don't know. I don't know. Seems awfully fucking easy to raise a motherfucker from the dead, though, in this episode, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. I'm like, fuck, why are there any dead people in Sunnydale if you could just go blah, 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 cut, blood, boom, they climb right out of there. And it seems like none of them are in a coffin. They're only like three inches below the ground because they just <laughs> pop right up. But anyway, uh, Xander's like, hells to the gnaw, and he breaks free and runs, and they're chasing him. And he, he just does like this kind of a, a double back thing, gets back to the car, jumps in, fires it up, and peels the fuck out. And they're all like, no, our wheels are gone, man. And they're like, and he took all of our stuff for the cake. And Jack O'Lantern is like, well, the night is young. We'll just get more. So they all, they just go back into the heart. There's no alarm, nothing. No police have shown up. And they're like, well, let's just go back in there and steal more stuff. So that's apparently what they do. Uh, meanwhile, Xander is... Um, driving along and who does he come across but faith who is fighting off a demon of of one of these sisterhood uh which are and apparently they are very strong and they're very good fighters so it's a it's a it's a it's a close one and he basically he basically kind of i wouldn't say he rescues her but he kind of causes a little bit of a distraction, and they're able to, to skedaddle because she's she's faith is having some trouble with this this demon, and they he he hits it with his car. Yeah, yeah. And mind you, through two accidents now, the this car, car is in because no damage. because they cannot afford to do <laughs> any kind of damage work to this car. That's right. Um, but uh. So they, they dive in his car, or like, when he hits the demon, she dives in, they, they peel out of there, and they fly back to her, that, that crummy motel she stays in, and they, they get inside, and he's like, oh, shit, do you think they're, she's still chasing us? And I'm like, you were in a car, <laughs> and you have drove how far? And yeah, I'm pretty sure you're good. And this scene, James, this scene really uh, didn't see it coming. Um, all of a sudden, okay, okay. First of all, Faith's shoulder has been dislocated. He's like, she's like, that bitch dislocated my shoulder. And she takes her jacket off and she's holding it. And she's like, hold me. And fucking, of course, Xander immediately goes to creep mode. And he's like, oh, okay. He still goes up to start. And she's like, no, you know, she's hold the shoulder. And then she, you know, forces it and crunch. It's, she's like, got it back in place. And then. She's like, man, that was a that was a rush, you know. That was a hell of a fight, but you know, I'm all riled up. She's like, but no, no kill. And it's clear at this point she wants a little bit of wang wang. <laughs> so uh, she now tell me if I'm wrong. She's like rubbing on his chest and stuff, right, like through his jacket and his shirt and whatnot. And he's and he says, I'm up for it. Okay. Right. She right. She asks if he's up for it, and he, he says, says I'm he up says, for oh, it. I'm up for it." Now, tell me if I'm wrong. Of course, you don't see it on camera, but does she or does she not stick her hand in his pants and, like, you know, get a hold of the fucking the old cock and balls? Yeah. Because then he says, "Oh, now I'm really up for it," and he's like, "But I've never actually been up for it with other people," and right. she immediately shuts him up. They start 
you know, heavy fucking petting and kissing and fucking shit, and then they're yanking each other's clothes off, and they fuck. She, at one point, throws him down on the bed on his back, and she dives on top of him, like, straddles him, and she's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll guide you through the curbs. Um, so, yeah, she uh, she manhandles him, takes his virginity. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, no, we do know it now, because he, yeah, he had said. And then, <laughs> then we cut to them kind of laying in bed, kind of looking at each other, and it's like, oh, you know, maybe this is going to be a new... Uh, a new, uh, you know, relationship or something. Well, what happens, James? <laughs> she okay. I'm glad you tossed it to me, and you said that you know maybe this is gonna be because so they've clearly had so there's the there's a, a camera shot like into the TV like you see them having sex. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't see anything, right. but they're clearly having sex. And then it cuts to like Jeremy said, they're they're laying in bed and they're facing each other and faith is like kind of scooting closer to Xander, almost nuzzling him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I almost wondered if the whole episode wasn't going to turn out to be some sort of weird, like dream or something that Xander was having because everything we know about faith, like that's not faith. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then almost as soon as I finished the thought, we cut to her throwing him out in his boxers, his clothes in hand. And she's like, that was great. I got a shower. And she slams the door in his face. Yeah. And he's and I was just, like, okay, that's faith. That's faith. Right. And then he, he just looks all like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, like a lost puppy. Yep. So then he goes and gets in the car and he discovers what they had gotten from the um, hardware store. I got a little bit of problems with this. <laughs> One of the things he discovers is gunpowder. Have you ever been to a hardware store that sells gunpowder? <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you, Jeremy. I couldn't tell you the last time I was at a hardware store, period. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's, <laughs> it's a regular occurrence for me, but... Uh, Far as I know, I'm wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt. Do I look like a man that's handy to you? That's that. Well, what kind of hand handy we're talking about? I mean, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. No, but uh, I know you can legally buy gunpowder. I know that because you know people have those machines that they can like make their own bullets and all that. I, I get that, but again, I have been in many hardware stores, and I am all the time. Don't think they sell gunpowder, but anyway. They have bought gunpowder, kerosene, which is clearly empty. The way he's handling it, this this big metal thing, it's like, well, that's clearly fucking empty. Um, but it's gunpowder, kerosene, some wires, etc. And then he realizes they're not making a cake. They're making a bomb. And I'm like, wow, thanks, Detective fucking Xander. So he decides to go back to the hardware store. And I'm thinking, why? You know they're gone by now. He pulls up there and he goes, long gone. And I'm like, I'm like that's what I just said. You know. So he, uh, he heads to uh, Angel's uh, mansion. If I guess you can call it a mansion. Dilapidated mansion. Trying to find Buffy. He's, 
Right. He says he he needs he Buffy will know what to do. Right. So Buffy will know what to do Buffy. about this bomb situation. So he walks in on them. They're having this really deep argument about facing this 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 situation that they're going to be dealing with that night. And he's saying, you know, he wants to. Basically, he's saying, I'll sacrifice myself to give you the time you need. To, and she's like, no, that's not happening. You're not dying. You know, if you're not going to do this my way, then you're not going to be part of this. And that's when Xander's like, oh, hey, guys. Right. And they he's both like, turn to him, and they're just like, they literally just stare at him like, what? Right. And he's like, well, I guess this isn't the best time. And, and Buffy's like, yeah, no, it's not. And he just turns around to leave. She does. She doesn't even say anything. There's, yeah, there's she, no... she just goes, like, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah. This scene, <laughs> it, before Xander interrupts, like, it's a very intense scene. Yes, it it's ranks, like one of those five scenes. Like, oh, ranks, shit, SMG and David are, up, yeah. It ranks up there with SMG yeah. and, and David Boreana's scenes. It is intense. Mm-hmm. They're that the the watery eyes. That's the, you know, she's like, you might be ready to die, but I'm not ready to lose you. And they yeah. exchange the I love yous. It's a fucking intense scene. Yeah. And then Xander's just like, uh, hey guys. Hey. <laughs> and they're just like, really? Um. So he leaves, and he's like, he gets back in the car, and he's driving. And he's like, okay, Giles, I'll go to Giles. Giles will know what to do. So. As he's driving, he turns a corner, and who does he see but the group of dudes walking down the street ahead of him. So he gets a brilliant idea. He drives kind of like, you know, kind of, well, he, he pulls up to them, and he slows down, and they're like, oh, our wheel man's back, you know, sweet. And the one guy starts to go up, and, and, and Xander grabs him and then floors it, and he's dragging him, basically, and he's questioning him. And also jerking him off under... You, you can't see that on camera, though. Uh, no, he's uh, questioning him, you know, where's the bomb, blah, blah, blah. Um, he gets the answers, <laughs> and he goes, all right, I've got one more question, and this one, you know, you better hope that this one's right. <laughs> and then he hits a mailbox, and they, the fucking dude's head break, rips off. And he's like, oh, and he drops the fucking body. And what does he say? Like, note to self, maybe talking too much or something like that. You know, he's he's like, I should have left out that whole middle part. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. He, so he knows it's he knows it's in the high school in the boiler room. The guy told him that. So he books that way. The dudes that are still running behind the car, chasing it, they're like, he's headed towards the school. You know, get him. And I'm like, how do you fucking know he's headed towards the school? You know, because he's headed in that general direction. But anyway, um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he heads. So, yeah, he heads off and uh, they pursue him. And then we cut to the library. Or, no, we don't. Now, this part of my notes, I know I have fucked up. Because I was going yeah. back through them earlier, and I tried to, and I was like, "Wait a minute, how did I?" So you better do this next part. Up well, to... we were already we were we already knew that the bomb was in the boiler room of the school. Because... Well, but I'm saying Xander didn't know it. 
Right. Well, what library part are you talking about? Because you skipped the library part. So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, my notes are fucked. Okay, but now I'm lost because... Well, just pick up where you would like to pick up. Okay. Because um, <laughs> that's all I can really tell you. Well... Like, Xander gets to the school at that point. You can just okay. take it from there, basically. Okay, well, we missed we missed a scene where we saw Willow and Giles in the library preparing a spell. Yeah. I didn't really and, miss it. I just kind of... Um. So we're at the school and um, we cut to the library and we see that the Hellmouth is opened and a demon has started to emerge. It's giant, um, tentacled looking thing. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. So the fucking library is basically destroyed at this point. Like the whole floor is just destroyed for this thing to come up through. But, um, no, but nobody's going to notice this in the next day, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, it's emerged from the Hellmouth and Giles says it's grown. Um, the, uh, the zombie gang splits up in the school to look for Xander. Um, Bob finds him, but Xander manages to push a vending machine uh, on top of him, killing him again. Um, Dickie comes up and sees what's happened and Xander starts to give like a a cool monologue and Dickie ends up running away and that's when Xander's like note to self less talking yeah yeah um Xander chases him down a hallway and um they both come running back from the direction they were running being chased by three of the chase J demons um uh xander kind of ducks off and they chase dicky into a room and they kill dicky they eat um, dicky they eat him um uh at that point one of the demons from the library's heads busts through the wall and xander takes off to the boiler room okay wait um, pause this is where we see the door, the basement door. And it, for the first time in fucking Sunnydale High School history, the basement door is fucking locked. And it has a sign on it that it's never had on it before. No, it's always had that sign on it. I've never seen that sign before. Yeah. Really? It's always been up. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I've never noticed a sign before because it says basement locked at all times, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bullshit, the basement's always unlocked. Literally always. There's not even a lock on the door. Yeah. No, that sign's always been there. That's always been part of the ongoing gag. Like, it's not even locked. And it's labeled. (laughs) Like, it's not like it's just a... A random door. Well, you know I remember there always being a. I remember there always being a thing that said like basement, but I don't remember this sign being there that says that's. It's like a warning sign that says yeah. basement. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Yep. But yep. yeah, so here we go with the fucking, the one time it, and it's locked. Yeah. Um. So Xander ends up in the boiler room and he sees the bomb and it's got less than two minutes on it. And Jack comes in and and they fight and uh, um, then they make out. It's really weird. This is uh, 
uh, is kind of intercut with um, a scene. We flash back to the library and we see Buffy, Angel, Faith, Giles, Willow. They're all attacking the, this demon that's coming out of the Hellmouth. Um, and uh, we're back with Xander and Jack and Xander gets control of the, the fight and um, you know uh, Xander's like you know I know what you're thinking you know can I get past him and up the stairs and out of the building before before it blows and um, uh, Jack's like I'm not afraid to die I'm already dead and Xander's like well but this won't be the same you know if you get blown up it's not a a drinking beer with your buddies kind of dead it's a small pieces getting swept up by the janitor yeah um and i'm like wait why would the janitor the size of that fucking bomb would level half that neighborhood i'm like there would be no janitor sweeping up shit (laughs) um yeah and jack's kind of like you know he tells xander you know if it if it blows he'll die too and Xander's just kind of shrugs it off and, you know, um, uh, Jack ends up disconnecting the bomb with like two seconds to spare. Um, and Xander leaves and he tells Jack, he's like, you know, I don't think I want to be seeing you around campus anymore. And then he leaves and Jack starts to head towards a, uh, another door. And he's like, you know, I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, the next time I see you, and of course Xander's gone by now. Um, but Jack opens the door and gets attacked by werewolf odds. Like pretty much eaten. Yeah. Um so we cut to the next day and Buffy and Willow and Oz are at a, t- a picnic table in the quad and um they're all pretty banged up and bruised and Giles' hand is all wrapped, and he's got Buffy's in a fucking on, like on has like a face. broken arm. Buffy's got her arm in a sling, and um, uh, they're talking about um how no one will. Uh, Willow says she'll never forget the demon's real face, and Buffy says that Giles did you know the bravest thing she's ever seen, and uh. Um, and I'm like, wait, we how... need to see this. We needed to see all of this fight to see what the fuck they're talking about. And uh, they're like, you know, no one will ever know, you know, how close what we did or how close the world came to ending. Um, and then Xander comes up and they're like, oh, it's lo- you're lucky you weren't at school last night. And he doesn't say anything about what he went through and. He says he's going to get a snack and asks if anyone wants anything. And he asks Oz specifically, and Oz is like, "No, I'm oddly full today." Yeah. <laughs> and we know it's because he ate Jack. Yeah. Um. He's walking away, and Cordelia approaches him and starts to try and bust his balls again. And he just kind of gives her a smile and walks past her without saying anything, which clearly gets her goat. Oh yeah. You know she's. As he's walking away, she's just like, what, what, what? And that's the end of our episode. It is. It is the end Um, of our episode. It is. Jeremy. 
Yes, how, Ames J. How or wait, no, I'm sorry. Um how about <laughs> sorry, I'm a little uh out of the loop here. That's combobulated. Just uh, combobulated. Um how about a little Oh. Uh there's another goof in the in that final scene with Xander and, and uh Jack. Okay. Um it's not a goof that's exclusive to Buffy. This happens and seems like this all the time. But um every time they show the bomb timer, it's fluctuating times. Yeah. Yeah. Um the first time they show it it's at ten seconds and then it cuts back. It cuts away and cuts back and then it's at thirteen seconds <laughs> and then it cuts away and cuts back and it's down to seven seconds. Yeah. So has to give them a little time to, to do their, you know, their their exposition. Right. right. So just a a little goof there, but like I said, it, I'm pretty sure that happens in every scene in every TV show or movie where a bomb is featured. Just a little um, oopsie. Right. So how about a little monsterology? Okay. Here? Okay. Um, the Sisterhood of Jay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Created by our writers, um, completely fabricated by them. Um, the zombies in this episode aren't like the zombies we saw back in uh, season three, episode two, Dead Man's Party. Mm-hmm. They're actually more akin to what Giles described zombies as being like um, all the way back in season two, episode two, some assembly required. Um Then we have the spirit guides that Giles tries to consult. Um, Those tend to be fairly fairly typical in these kind of shows. Um, And they seem pretty similar to the Oracle of Delphi from Greek mythology. Um, And then, of course, we have the demon coming out of the Hellmouth, which is, in fact, the same demon that was coming out of the Hellmouth back when it opened in Season 1, Episode 12. Uh, prophecy girl and we only saw i think one tentacle at that at that um, point no we saw we saw a f- couple tentacles oh, that, oh that's right because it went out and grabbed a few head. different people at once and, yeah. yeah 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 um our body count this episode is actually pretty extensive we have two three four five six seven eight nine ten bodies this episode yeah baby um uh, our Love a good music, body count. Our music this week is uh, G Song. Uh, G Song by Supergrass from the album In It for the Money, released by EDM Capital Records in 1998. In It for the Money, yo. And oh, that's not how it e- goes. And Easy by Tricky Woo from the album Enemy is Real. Tricky Woo, uh, it's an old favorite. By Released by Sonic Union Records in 1998. Um, and that is all. So, Jeremy. Yes, Ames J. Why don't you give me your final thoughts and tell me your rating of this episode out of how many open hell mouths? Three open hell mouths. Three open hell mouths. Um, not a terrible episode by any. Oh, God, we had some stinkers. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot to say. It was, it was, it was, it, it is what it was, you know, it seemed like it was definitely, 
this seemed like one of those episodes that was def. I shouldn't say definitely because I don't know, but it seems like one of those episodes that was a budget, uh, like a budget saving episode. Um, you know, we're going to have limited, um, you know, we're going to use all of our standard sets, you know, yada, yada. Obviously, they wanted to focus on Xander, which I don't think Xander has had a Xander, I mean, a Xander-centric episode. Uh, the pack. Well, the pack, yeah, but, yeah, that's that's true. But I, I don't know, whatever. They, you know, they focused, wanted to focus on Xander, which, and this is weird because they don't really, as I recall, now this is just my memory going, but I don't recall that they really carry this forward as far as his, you know, his, them wanting to keep him um, out, out of out of harm's way. And, like, it just seems to go back to just the way it it's, always was. It's, it's odd in that respect going both ways. Up until this point, they've never showed an interest in keeping him out of the fray. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because and, they're worried about it. And not after. And not after this either. Yeah. Now, I can excuse it to a certain extent going looking at it from this episode past um and before mm-hmm. like you know okay so it's finally at the beginning of this episode they realize like well Xander's not really much help and he's going to get killed <laughs> in these situations so yeah. we need to keep him out of it but you're right it doesn't seem to play out going forward it's not mentioned it just everything just seems right. to go back to always the way it always was so yeah, that's so. weird. So it's you know, there's to me there's some plot holes here and there. So that's what makes it a three. It's definitely not a bad episode. Um, it's it's kind of fun in in places. Um, you know, if I saw it on TV, it's a fifty fifty. If I if I stop to watch it or not. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing nothing major to say about it. That's that's all I got to say about that. Okay, before you ask me, I'm gonna read this to you. This is what I was talking about before with the the losing virginities. Okay. Um, Xander is the penultimate member of the current Scooby gang formation to have sex. While Giles is overall implied, Oz is established as already having had sex. He mentions the right. amends. Right. Cordelia implies to have lost her virginity as well in bad eggs. And Buffy lost her virginity in surprise. Right. We know that. Hmm. So I'll have to go back to bad eggs and check that out. Um, so James, yes, sir. Give us your final thoughts on the episode Mm -hmm. and tell me how many, um, awkward sex scenes, uh, do you give this episode out of a possible five? I give this episode four awkward sex scenes. Okay. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It was almost a five. Wow. It was almost a five. But I found I found enough like with it that I was able to bump it down. Um, but yeah, it, 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 overall, it's a four. Um, I love and I don't think we did a good job conveying it here and revisiting it. So if you haven't watched the episode, uh, anybody that's listening, please watch the episode to understand. It is. I love the fact that it is not obvious, but it seems to me 
like, and this is the intention of the episode. It seems to me like they gave the the core cast members, except Xander, a completely different script. Right? To, to right? <laughs> and then gave Xander and these outlying peripheral characters a different script. Right? And filmed two different episodes and then merged Put them, them together, together for this right? episode. Right? And that that's 100% the intention. Yeah, it's it's it, it's cool, episode. but it's definitely like off-putting at first. You're like, "What?" And and it works. Yeah. Like the I think the perfect example of that is the aforementioned scene between Buffy and Angel. Mhm. <laughs> and the scene at the end when they're all sitting around and they're beating the fucking pulps. Right. right. And they're like, "Whoa, what we just went through." And you're like, "Well, normally we see Right. Everything. Right. And this time you don't. And you're just like, damn. Like, and I don't, obviously, I don't know that that's what they did. You know, yeah, I yeah. would think for budget reasons, that's not what they did. Yeah. But in my mind, I love the idea that they handed SMG and, and, uh, Allison and, uh, Eliza, so on and so forth, one script that was pretty much San Xander. And then they handed Xander and or Nicholas and everyone else another script that was pretty much sans the main cast, and like went off and shot two different episodes and then edited them together. What would have really been cool, of course, playing hindsight. I think I know what you're gonna say, uh-huh. and I hope it's I hope it's what I think you're gonna say because it was what I was gonna say next. Please as, go ahead. As if they had shot both of them like as with two different crews. And, and then, then the they showed in the next episode, episode, they showed it from the Scooby Gangs yes. aspect. Yes. Yeah. That yes. would have been dope. That's 100% what I was going to say next. Yeah. I think it would have been awesome if the next episode had been the, uh, the episode that everyone else filmed or, right. or right. went through. Sans and you're only seeing Sans. Xander like four times come and go, right. and you're like. Right. And you're but like, why are they then doing Then these episodes would have gotten fives for me because that would have been 100%, phenomenal. 100%. And when I said at the beginning of this that I found uh, enough things to not make this a five, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, it's 100% like a hindsight thing. Mm-hmm. But if the if the producers, writers, directors, and everything had been on their game, that's 100% what they would have done. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100% would they would have done. Mm-hmm. And and just for that reason alone, like you just said, this episode and that subsequent episode immediate fives for the fucking creativity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Alone. And he's very creative cuz he does some very cool things throughout the rest of this uh show and Angel, so but a uh, right. little bit little 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 uh swing and a miss. Then again, it could have maybe he did think about it, but it it was just budgetary constraints right, wouldn't allow it to, to take place but right that would have been talking, phenomenal right because you're talking you know a double the, shooting basically right with two right, crews and two crews and know, everything and yeah. you know shooting during the same i'll bet time. he could have done some. he probably could have got away with something like this in season six or seven because at that oh, point yeah. this show plus angel were established as like the king right. you know they were top-notch uh shows on this network so Right. Um, but yeah, overall, um, 
it's a it's not a bad episode um for being a xander centric episode i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would yeah um i i really was prepared um i remembered it it's i haven't seen this episode in in ages um uh, i remembered it being a xander centric episode and I was convinced I was going to leave it absolutely hating it because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I quite enjoyed it. Um, it. It's not a must-see. I wouldn't put it on on anybody's list, you know, of episodes to 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 show anybody. Um, if it's on TV, though, I'll probably I would probably stop and give it a give it a watch. I still say the sex scene is weird and out of nowhere. Like these two have never been shown. Well, he's always because he's a horn dog, but right. I don't know. It just seems so weird, and and it seems if they're going to do that, it just seems like this is a weird episode to do it in. You know, I, right. I, I don't know. I don't know. So it didn't seem that out of place for me because we already know, based on what Faith has said herself, that that having a that that physical confrontation without the kill is gets her very like gets her engine going yeah like we we like that's just that like faith herself has said that so it didn't it it didn't really seem that out of place to me yeah and we know faith is very much the type that's like she's gonna she's gonna take advantage of the situation she's in of a poor virgin boy a poor innocent virgin boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. yeah. Um any any other final thoughts about the episode? Nope, that's it. No. Okay. Well, you know James, did you know that you can email us at buffyrevisited at gmail.com? Shut your fucking mouth. I swear. I swear to doge. What? Yes. You can what? you can literally I, email. I, 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 <laughs> Okay, everyone, James has been shot um, with a trank dart, and he is currently being taken to a different location. Oh, he's back. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Buffy Revisited gmail.com, Buffy Revisited uh, .com, um, our Facebook. That'll, yeah, that'll give you links to the Facebook, to the YouTube, if to you would everything. like to. If you would like to watch uh, the video version of the podcast, that's where you can find it at YouTube. Uh, you can leave us comments on YouTube. Leave us comments on Facebook. We will address them uh, as we did with Darlene's at the beginning of this episode. Uh, those those comments I I really like to see because it gives us a chance something to, to dig into from the previous dig, week. Yeah, to dig into from the previous week. Um, you know, kind of um, add some maybe further thoughts that that we didn't think to add um when we were revisiting the episode uh and and maybe give us a chance to answer some questions you guys might have uh, about the episode or about uh anything we said while we were revisiting the episode um those those 100 percent the comments like darlene left uh on last week's episode are are really what we we really like to to see and dig into um so, uh, yeah, check us out on uh, all those places. That, my friend, is real talk. 100. 100. 
All right. Well, uh, next week, we are going to be digging into Season 3, Episode 14, Bad Girls. Oh, my. What could that be about? I don't know, but I can tell you for certain that it is the episode that changes the course of the season. And somewhat, you could almost say the course of the show um, in a, in yeah. a you know, for at least a, a, a pretty good chunk of time. Yeah. But anyway, anything, is there anything left you would like to say, James, to no, our legion no, of fans? Need, no, we need to wrap this up because we're at over three hours now. This is no, we're our not. long. No, huh? we're not. We're at two hours, 11 minutes. Oh, our oh, three hours since we started. We started, talking. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, with all that being said, I have been one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta ta.